one thing I've become very aware of over the last few days of my meditation is truly how wise each one of us truly is. The challenge for us is to live into the wisdom. And as I was looking at that and realizing that we live in so much fear and separation and loneliness and longing, and all the time, the true understanding that answers everything within us, having to do with our questions and our doubts and our fears, our separation, it all lies within. And I realized that we as beings in this creation have been very well trained, very well trained to continue to look down into the mind from that soul within and through the mind into the world. And we go into immediate separation from our own truth, from our own wisdom, from our own loving as soon as we look down and out. And what happens when something happens to you in the world? Something comes up and pushes at you, stirs you into reaction. Isn't it often said that, boy, today you look kind of down? Well, you probably are down or feeling down because you're looking down and out, looking down into the reaction, looking down into that which is in the world that caused the reaction. And it's this down and outward gaze, this constant look into the world that distracts us from our truth. So as I was walking around the last few days after returning home and getting things done at the house and going out and doing grocery shopping and restaurants and whatever, I was just observing. I was observing people and how they were living and how their energy was focused. And the majority of people that I witnessed, it wasn't a number of people, but it was enough to give me insight. A number of people that I witnessed just living their daily lives, waitresses, uh, people at the grocery store, shopping, people working there, people at the gas station, just everyday life routine. What I noticed was that the majority of people were really caught up in something inside. They were living in turmoil. They were living in anxiety. They were living in fear. They were living in separation. And it was interesting because all of them were looking inside, but they were looking in and downward and out. And it was just these different little levels of frequency of how they were gazing, how they were looking at life as to what was taking place as far as was it separation, fear, anger, or what? When we were at a gathering last night, I was looking around at different people with the same look to see how are these people living? How are these people who are practicing meditation Many of them are initiates. How are they living their lives? And I witnessed something quite remarkable. Many of the people that were there did have the energy running in the world around them of this pull 
to come into separation, to come into fear, to come into anxiety, to come into turmoil, to come into judgment. But what I witnessed with those that were initiates and those that were meditating was they were not responding to that call in the world in the same way as people that are just practicing living life in the world. And I realized that truly we, if we meditate, if we spend time every day looking inward and upward, looking inward and upward and chanting that name of God, that something quite remarkable happens. And it isn't something that we have to be consciously focused on to make it happen. All we have to do is to change the direction upon which we are living and which we are focused. So this morning when I was meditating a little bit, I, I was just looking at the, the two processes I witnessed in the world. People that are living in the world and caught up in the world and living in this down and outward focus, not doing meditation, not knowing of the sacred name of God, not having been initiated, and those that have been and that are living inward and upward. We all have the same challenges. We all have the same problems. We all are confronted with certain things within ourselves that the world has put upon us or that we have placed upon ourselves. But it really is how do we approach it? We that are practicing this inward focus approach things very differently. One, there's more loving in our approach. We bring that loving forward that lies within our own soul into our daily lives by inviting it into our life. When we sit down to meditate, we are creating an invitation by which we are inviting our soul to be the one that is awake and alive and in charge of the routine of life. And we are inviting the loving that lies within the soul, that is the soul itself, to come and to be present in all that we do. And it's in that invitation that things change, things transform. And oftentimes, we're not aware of just how much our lives are changing. We're not aware of how much our direction of focus, our attention, our intention has changed. And sometimes it isn't until we witness a major tragedy within our family or within our friendships and we see how everybody is responding to that or reacting to that, and we witness something very different in ourselves. We're not in turmoil. We're not in reaction. We're not in separation. We're not in fear. We're in acceptance, and we're bringing forward the loving, and we're in the movement of forgiveness, and we are participating in a non-reactive way. And that non-reaction is the neutrality, which is the loving. And we find ourselves living in a centeredness 
that is quiet and peaceful in the midst of the turmoil. So pay attention to your own daily life. And stay focused inward and upward in in that focus. And pay attention to how it is you're approaching things in your life. And I think you'll begin to see just how much you are spiritually growing. How much you truly are becoming an awakened soul. Living in a body but not caught up in it anymore. Living in the world, but not caught up in it as you had been. I started looking at this a few days ago (coughs) because someone called me and they were in great turmoil. And as we talked, I asked her, I said, so... Where did this turmoil begin? And it started within her family. It started within her household. And I asked her, how did you first approach this situation when it came up? And she approached it from that inward and upward gaze, in loving, in neutrality, not being caught up in the situation, but rather observing it. And in that observation, she saw how she could approach the situation and approach the people in the situation to begin to allow the loving to come present to assist in whatever way it could. Then one day she got up and things were in chaos in the house. And she didn't have time to meditate that day. Got up the next day, chaos again. Didn't meditate because she was trying so desperately just to calm things down and to handle the chaos. The next day that she got up, she went out into the kitchen, and guess what? The chaos was still present. Anger, frustration, people mad at each other, hurt, pain. And she thought to herself as she went out into the kitchen, what am I going to do? How is this ever going to resolve itself? I don't know the answer. And yet everybody seems to be looking to me for it. And she walked into the kitchen hoping somehow that something would change. She said she walked over to get a cup of coffee and her intention was to get the coffee and to get out of the kitchen because she just didn't want to be in a room where words were going to maybe start to fly. Energy was already present in this chaotic situation. She could feel it. And she didn't want to be in it, but she needed a cup of coffee. And as she walked in to get her coffee, she said her oldest daughter came over to her and said, Mom, why don't you just leave? Get your coffee, go, and why don't you do us all a favor? And she was going, what? You know, you don't want me here? 
inside. And her daughter said, do us all a favor and go meditate. Whenever you meditate, things seem to calm down in this house and we do better. And you seem to come forward with greater help and assistance with us just by living what that seems to do for you. Just go meditate. And so she took the invitation. She went back to her bedroom and she sat down and began to meditate. And as she did, Lo and behold, all the turmoil that was out in the kitchen seemed to rush at her in her bedroom. And she sat there and got caught up in the turmoil for a moment, and then she said, wait a minute, I have some tools here to use. What am I doing? Why have I gotten caught up these last three days in the world once again? She said, She stood up, and I don't know why she did this. She stood up. She turned around three times. (laughs) That's what she said she did. And she sat down and began meditating again. And she said somehow that just shifted. Moving her body shifted things. And she began to use the tools that have been given to her about meditation about how to handle the inner kingdom and how to let that move out into the outer. And as she meditated, she began to find a peace that came upon her. And that peace led her into the loving that's here at the seat of the soul, that is God's presence. And as she began to live into that loving that she knows so well, as she began to just hold her focus into the loving, chanting the name of God, she began to feel all that turmoil that had come rushing at her from the kitchen just begin to move away. And she said it was really nice because I didn't feel responsible to it. And I wasn't concerned about where it was going to go. I just let it go what it was going to do. And I left it alone. And I just stayed present in the loving. And then she said that she had a most remarkable moment. It was just a moment, but it was the most remarkable moment up to that time in her meditation. Because the loving lifted her up. Lifted her up even higher inside of herself to a place of great wisdom. And in that place, she knew that's where all the answers to all the questions, to all the problems resided. And she just said she stood there in this place of wisdom inside of herself, in the seat of the soul for just a moment, And then she came back and it seemed as though her meditation came to an end. When she looked, she'd been meditating for almost two hours. She said it seemed like 15 minutes. And it's the first time other than at a retreat that she had ever meditated that long. So she got up, got cleaned up, took her shower, got dressed, And decided, well, 
let's go face the world. She walked out into the kitchen. Her oldest daughter, her youngest daughter, her sister, and her husband were all seated at the table, and they were having a conversation. She said she knew something was wrong (laughs) at first, and then she realized it wasn't wrong. It was just different. She walked in. She opened the door, came in, and there they were sitting over at the table talking, not yelling, not screaming, not complaining, not being in dead silence in anger. They were just sitting and talking. And she thought to herself, get out, get out quick. Don't change, don't change anything. <laughs> but they invited her to come over and to sit down with them. And she said for the next five hours... They sat, they talked, they cried, they laughed, they fixed lunch, they did everything together. And she said 20 years of family stuff just melted away. It just dropped away. It came to a completion. And by the time they got finished, they were happy. They were joyful with each other, and they learned how to communicate in a different way. And after that was all over with, and some of the people left to go home and others were in their bedrooms, her husband said to her, so what happened here today? Were you meditating? And she said, well, And she explained what had happened and how her daughter had told her to go meditate and don't stay in this. Just go meditate because it always gets better when you do. And he said, I think I want to talk to you about this meditation sometime. (laughs) I could use this at work. (laughs) We can use it every moment of every day. And the nice thing is we don't have to consciously do it if we're living it, if we're being it. And that's what meditation does. It allows us to just be it. We don't have to force it. We don't have to think it. We don't have to make it happen. It automatically just unfolds and moves and happens in us and around us. That's the living, loving essence of the Lord. That's the living presence. That is waking up and being who we truly are. And then, when an answer is needed, we can move into that place of wisdom and bring it forward. And I can almost guarantee that the answer is going to always be loving, neutrality, caring, being present in the moment, being loving, accepting, and forgiving, being responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings, being responsible for your actions and your reactions. And in all of that, you're going to find the simple way, the simple way to step up to everything. 
and not be responsible, but to be an action. And to let that action that is your loving bring peace to your environment as it brings peace to the environment within. That's what she discovered. Now she has a big note on her mirror in her bedroom. And it says, don't leave this room till you meditate. (laughs) She says, I don't know if, if I'll see that all the time and remember to do it all the time, but I've got a reminder up now. And I have a knowing of it through my own practical experience of just how powerful this is, not just for me, but for those around me. So just in listening to that story got me to pay attention to what was going on in people. What was I witnessing, both in those that were initiated and those that were not? And it is quite remarkable. And I think that if you look back over the last three years, five years, whatever it might be, when you first started doing this meditation, doing the hue, getting initiated and getting the sacred name and doing the sacred name, if you look back to the day before all that started and where you are now, I'm sure you're going to realize that there's a lot of change, a lot of good change, growth. Freedom, wisdom, understanding, caring, neutrality, loving yourself, loving others in a way that you weren't before. That's the good thing about journaling. Because we can go back and begin to see the unfolding action of this practice And it's quite amazing to see in the beginning where you were asking of God, praying with God, having these problems, not knowing what to do, seeing how things might be getting in the way of your meditation. And then everything seems to just gradually begin to shift into a different focus, into a different action, into a different place inside. And that's what it's like. It's a gradual process. Just as we, as a child, gradually grew up, gradually advanced. We began to become more conscious and present in the world. We began to learn to talk, to crawl, to walk, to begin to be educated about life educated about science. And it's a gradual process. First grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, adding on, adding on, adding on more wisdom, more understanding, more knowledge, more growth. It's the same way as that for the spiritual child in this creation. That spiritual child is born at the moment of initiation. 
What did Jesus say? That we had to be born yet again of the Spirit. And at initiation, we are born again. That's the rebirth. Being born again in the Spirit. And then we begin to raise that child up. We begin to give it a place to grow and to become that which it is to be. The mature soul living in this world but not of it. Doing in the world to fulfillment, to completion, so that it can go home to its true home into its true nature of spirit when it has fulfilled itself here, when it gets its diploma, so to speak. So one thing I found yesterday and today with all this observing I've been doing is looking at my own self looking at my own growth. And I can see throughout the years, all through my childhood, through my teens, through my 20s, and all the way up, how much I have grown and changed throughout all these different decades of life. And I can see how I have changed and how I have grown And I have spiritually matured, yet even in the last ten years, in the last five years. And it's a great joy to truly begin to witness that growth inside yourself. And to know, this is who I am right now. And I am moving yet into greater and better places as I continue this pathway. The world's going to do what it's going to do. The chaos is going to continue in this world of chaos. That doesn't change. But as we get centered inside of ourselves and live into the truth of that which never changes, which is of that spiritual living, loving essence that is consistent, ever-present, never changing. We can begin to let that expand in us, through us and around us in such a way that we can go into the chaos and bring some peace, bring some calmness, bring some loving into it. We're not going to change the chaos. We're not going to stop the chaos. We're not going to change the world. That's not what we're here to do. But, we can be a living demonstration into the chaos that there is a better place to live from and in. And by being a living demonstration, we offer the opportunity for others to pick that up and do it if they will. So the next time you look into the world and you feel as though you have this urgency that you need to get up and go change the world, 
do something really wonderful in the world to make it change and stop doing what it's doing, realize that if you're doing your meditation, if that name of God lives within you, then you are doing the great work. And there's no greater work that you could be doing than to be living the truth of who you really are as soul, as loving, as peace, as joy, as gratitude, as enthusiasm. There's nothing greater that you can do. And the world will just continue doing what it's going to do as well. Allow it. Don't fight it. Don't try to change it. It has its course of growth to do. Learn what you can from it. Learn what you can in it. But also stand free of it. Enough to know the greater truth that lies within yourself. That you are a child of God, not a child of this world. Yes, your body is a child of this world, but you are not. You are a child of God, and you are waking up to that now. And that child is growing and maturing. And as it grows and matures, it is ever preparing to go home to its true home. So allow yourself the joy of knowing the truth of who you are. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge your growth. Because it's an acknowledgement that you give opportunity for more to come present. If you're ever judging, if you're ever angry, if you're ever frustrated with yourself or others, That energy squashes you, it compresses you, it holds you down. And there's not a lot of room in there for growth and expansion and awareness and understanding and loving. But if you can take just a deep breath for a moment and just relax for a moment and allow some of that pressure to back off, you'll find that there'll be enough opening there to allow you to expand the truth of yourself into that space and to begin to fill up your existence in a different way. That's what meditation does. It all begins with sitting down and going inside and connecting to that place inside where the loving, the openness, the vulnerability does rest. And it truly is a place of rest. It's a place to come and just rest. Rest in the hand of God. Rest in the loving. Rest in the peace. Rest in the joy. Just rest for that moment. If nothing else, just sit down and meditate and get some rest. (laughs) And leave the rest to God. It's just that simple. And I think a lot of you 
are discovering that daily. More and more you're discovering that. All right. Well, thank you.